And she got a laptop working. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're going to let uh, um, Spot jump in once he's ready. But uh, we had a bit of a prolonged break because I had to do a little weekend fair out at uh, Arizona. So I appreciate everybody's patience. <laughs> For a very small fair, we actually did pretty well. So it was kind of nice. Nice. Uh, to be able to do that. So I appreciate everybody for that. And with that, welcome to session 31, officially, officially at the halfway point. So, well, depending on TPKs and the <laughs> inevitable uh, uh, tally or puck uh, uh, running down dark alleys to take <laughs> on uh, purple monsters and purple Just one time. <laughs> We had we it's had like, a tabaxi that what tried. Time? To, <laughs> we had a tabaxi that tried to one on one a lizard army too. So <laughs> that's fair. And and tried to her and Winter tried to chase down a, a dinosaur to make it a pet. That was yeah. that was a little disconcerting at first. Until luckily <laughs> they rolled really bad and couldn't find it. Although I don't know how you lose a you know five thousand pound triceratops, but I guess it happens. Well, um, <laughs> so it is the morning of day six that we find ourselves on. Here we have dealt with the Vassarisk, dealt with his army, dealt with the idea that his initial threat of taking over Sawtooth Village and somehow finding a way into the Obsidian Gate is no longer... A particular issue with him as he has been not only defeated, but uh, destroyed as well. The team recovered uh, a lot of material and equipment from the vanguard that had sailed down the river, including a strange anvil. This anvil, a relic of Moradine, and related to um, a group, possibly a group that has given it over to whether it's been given over to Nomarks for the purposes of being utilized by Vassarisk, <clears throat> we don't really know for sure because we don't really know who is really complicit in all this possible threat. What we do know is over in the pits where the hatchery is being guarded by a dragon of not particularly known origins, but the team after being delivered into Sawtooth uh, Village and earning the respect and the um, earning the respect and understanding of both villagers and the lizard folk that reside there, they got an opportunity to um, check out the Guardian. And the Guardian was this rock that was under the influence of a mind worm and was causing it to be debilitated and slowly starved to death. This was the distraction that was used in order to steal the clutch of the lizard folks' eggs. Xanath learned a little bit more about the ceremony. Um, everybody in general took this time to try to figure out at best, what is this shadowed one in the roots of the volcano? Who is really complicit in all these different arrangements? Who stands to gain and who stands to benefit? The inevitability of the resealing of the Obsidian Gate is believed to be a forlorn, con 
conclusion. But with the defeat of Asterisk, the belief that maybe another threat looms nearby is quite palpable. It is early evening as the team continues to celebrate. For the one thing that's been going on throughout this portion of the day is the ceremony and the celebration around the ceremony. The gift and what the priestess is currently preparing for is expected to take until midnight. Upon midnight, the orb will contain the essence of Sawtooth's daughter and be taken up to the obsidian gate, placed in the seal once again and keeping the gates closed yet for another century until another generation of lizard folk come into existence and proceed to do this yet again. What I found really interesting is the back and forth between Sawtooth and Earthen in regards to not only the belief of the different faiths, but Earthen's own understanding that while you may believe in faith, there should always be another option, another choice. Faith may mean responsibility to what you believe, but not necessarily determines your fate outright. But it's the early evening. The music of the tribe plays loudly in the background. The last of the sunlight has faded. We are now four hours away from midnight. Four hours away from the completion of the ceremony. And now things begin to take on a bit more of a visceral situation. People are, the lizard folk are beginning to realize the culmination of everything they've worked towards is beginning to happen. While Sawtooth and his daughter are upset and concerned that his both wife and her mother are not present for this, there's still hope that maybe after the ceremony, the ability to retrieve the clutch of eggs, as well as Sawtooth's wife, may be possible. There's also the understanding that Mason, captain, and <coughs> her partner seem to be making their way down into the roots of the volcano. And always at the back of everybody's mind, this shadowy power that seems to be locked away behind this gate. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to go back up to the rock. The rock is currently out hunting. You would have seen... Oh, they're out. Okay. Yeah, you would have seen them leave at the moment the sun fell over the horizon. Hmm. I think I have been um, casting Hallow the entire day, so probably... I'm yes, you have. Mm -hmm. And I would say at this point, you've wrapped that up. You've okay. concluded it, and you're now in the process of enjoying the rest of the evening like everyone else. It's... The music in the background is a bit solemn, but it's designed as possibly part of the ceremony. Hard to know for sure. Is there a similar cave to like what we saw um, uh, before we came to the village? 
that may have some of the uh, story of of these lizard folk that I could just go and and mull over. Question. Um, I'll say you. The priestess is still caught doing the conjuration. I would say that you could track down Sawtooth and ask him that. I will say you all equally notice that a series of torches have been lit that follow a path and the stairwell up to the obsidian gate, as this is expected to be part of the pageantry. Um, you track down Sawtooth Earthen. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, that is uh, 25. 25. I think if you're looking for more information regarding our people, you and your friends are free to go up to the Obsidian Gate platform. <coughs> the centuries of our ceremony and fate are very much captured on the imagery pictographs and etchings of the eternal wall that harbors the gate. Thank you, Sawtooth. Um, we don't see eye to eye on this, but I do appreciate you being open. It's not about the agreement or the disagreement. It's about being willing to talk about them regardless. I respect you. And he looks down at his daughter who is just kind of quietly going through her cleansing ritual of uh, different ointments and oils and doing the body paints that the are part of the overall ceremony. You and your friends brought her back to me. And I understand it may be hard for others to understand the sacrifice. But without her being brought back, things could have been a lot worse. And he just smiles as he kind of goes back to helping his daughter get ready. Uh, I'll wander down. Can I see where some of the others are at this point? Yeah, everybody's local to you. Uh, <clears throat> Spot is over doing food prep with some of the other kind of like, you know, he's always fixated on practicing his arts when it comes to whatever he can learn about food prep. Um, you can see where Winter and Tally are still gorging on the giant table of refreshments and foods. Uh, did everybody mark off their long rest, by the way? I can't remember if we did that or not. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we did. Okay, yeah. good. Xanath has just about an hour or so ago wrapped up her preparation of her spell, the general area. All right, I'm going to go seek out Xanath. Okay. She's easy enough to find. Yep. She's currently over giggling and watching Winter and Puck kind of go through all the different foods on the table and Watching Puck swim through a platter of fruit is just <laughs> beyond entertaining. <It's> magical. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
her nearby dragon, coin dragon, and lunch and punch just kind of staring at her as if they're embarrassed at their mother. But, you know, it's all good. <laughs> but you kind of sally up next to Xanath, and the two of you are just kind of standing there in the shadow of the background music behind you. With all the lizard folk kind of doing their ceremonial activity. Uh, what what was that you were doing around here with uh, the sigils and all that? There's a a spell I know. I just recently learned it that can hallow an area, make it protected, basically for the for the area that's covered. No one undead will be able to enter, and we will also be protected from necrotic damage in this area. I. I think Puck's going to want to stick in that spot, given our last combat experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I don't know, like, every time that we ask someone who they think might be attacking, no one knows. And I'm hopeful that nothing will happen. But I, I don't know. It seems hard to believe. Well, yeah. I just spoke with Sawtooth and, um, I, I still don't like the ceremony. Um, I, I don't like the necessity of this sacrifice. Um, and I want to go investigate the wall. He said the, the obsidian gate uh, and with the obsidian gate, the eternal wall um, shares some of the history and the stories of their people here. Um, I want to go piece together if there's any, if there's any, anything else that can be done here to maybe more, I don't know, complete this ritual instead of having to redo it so many times. Just, I feel there's got to be something we're missing. Yeah, I'm happy to take a look at it. When you talk to Scalari about the ritual... Do you sense discomfort from her? No. And I guess that's what's more discomforting to me. Um, you know, she was raised from when she was hatched that she would be this sacrifice for this age. That's... What life is that? Uh, anyway, that's... I'm going to pull out the, the carving that uh, the statue that uh, uh, Korgoth gave me uh, and just kind of show it because it doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I mean, except that it was given by Korgoth as kind of like a, uh, you know, will of the gods kind of thing. Um, and I just, like fiddle it in my hand as I, it, I there's got to, has to be, there has to be something else. This can't, uh, this doesn't sit right with me. No more than her being on the altar with uh, the Vassarisk and going to be sacrificed there, and she's going to be sacrificed here as well. I, it, it's not right. Anyway. I, I asked Helm about the ceremony. I asked if he thought it was the right thing to do. I asked what would happen to her once she was placed in that stone, and he didn't he didn't know. I got the sense from him that he thought 
this was the right thing to do. But I think even Helm doesn't understand this very well. I mean, if Helm asked you to do it, would you? Yeah, I would. But I, you know, I, I made a choice to follow Helm. And definitely there were incentives to follow him, but I had a choice not to do it. Something about this blind faith just doesn't sit well with me. Anyway, you're the resident expert on all things religious. Can we go peruse the wall? And yeah, see let's go take a look at it. Take? Yeah. Can I, as we're like, as we're walking through the sort of forest path up to the wall, can I do like a perception check on the path to see if there are places where I think someone might hide or whether I notice anything weird or concerning? Sure, go for it. All right. Um, who, what's everyone else doing? At this point, Earthen and Xanath seem to be heading towards the ritualistic stairwell and pathway that lead up to where the obsidian gate lies. Winter, Puck, Spot, anything you guys would like to do while this is going on? I think I did it last session, but um, let me try to pull my notes. And I apologize for all the delays there. That's fine. Let me, let me take a look. I think I did a, a religion check to just kind of see what my, uh, what I would, if I knew anything more about the, uh, the sacrifice. And it was kind of a, forgive me if I'm misremembering, I did not put in my notes. It's not necessarily like a, a blood sacrifice so much. She's not necessarily dying. No, it's been. Yeah, through Zen's understanding and the expression of the priestess, it's mostly been described as a spiritual transference. It's almost as if the magic of the orb that she's creating is designed to absorb the priestess as an essence of protectorate. Okay. Um, how am I doing in the uh, in the field kitchens? Um, am I am I making up enough snacks for people? Or oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're proficient enough in like a lot of the general prep work that you you have a good amount of tropical foods. Not a big grain environment. It's mostly fruits, vegetables, and kind of like uh, proteins from the river and proteins from kind of like the wilds. Um, so it's very much kind of like a hunter's meal to a certain degree. I know last time I went was I made uh, a dozen frittatas and kind of made mm -hmm. them out. I think that's right. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to keep doing that until unless somebody signals me that they that they need me because I, you know, I'm a a weird cat monk. I don't have a lot to add to this discussion right now. Fucking <laughs> winner! Anything you guys would like to do? While this is all going on. Um, I guess beforehand I was um, looking for places to set traps and yep. kind of surveying the areas for possible ambushes. Uh, so I'm gonna go back to doing that and just see if any of the lizard folk, uh, maybe the hunters, can kind of give me some advice about potential. Uh, ambush areas or areas they might be coming from. Go ahead and give me a survival check. Winter, anything you'd like to do? Am I allowed to, like, go around and, like, 
talk to the people or what is it, the village people about the ceremony? If you'd like to. I mean, currently, uh, Korgoth and his daughter are going through the kind of like ritualistic preparation of like her form. The priestess is up over on the uh, on the altar, kind of finishing up the conjuration of the orb and bringing it into existence. Meanwhile, the people are either in the process of circling the altar in preparation of the ceremony or still kind of lingering about um, like in the kind of like celebration of it. It feels like it's beginning to wind down a bit as it goes from early evening to late evening knowing that now we're only about four hours away from the importance of the ceremony actually being executed. I'm sorry, I spaced out for it. <laughs> I heard everything. I just spaced out and forgot what I was supposed to say. That's because you're thinking and listening at the same time. I do it all the time. You want to come with us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because uh, I, if I recall, you know, you were, well, somebody that looked like you was on the walls of that other cave we were in. And we're trying to go and investigate the the gate and see what there might be there. Maybe we'll see more pictures of you and, Z- and Xanth both. I'm going to go with him because he sounds smart. <laughs> <laughs> so as the three of you head up the pathway towards the torchlit, um, kind of veranda-like stone stairs that begin to climb up towards the Obsidian Gate. Xanath, what'd you get for your perception check? Uh, let's see. I got a 22. Okay. With Winter and Earthen beside you, seeing Puck in the shadows kind of moving about, and not only is she like looking for points to lay traps, but she's doing a pretty good job of just getting a feel for the area, the terrain, without really truly knowing what the threat is. It's hard to know what to expect. If the dragon's the threat, anything's possible. It could come from the air. It could come from any direction. With Vasterix being taken care of, and some of the lizard folk that had been recovered over the last 24 hours agreeing to kind of be brought back into the fold of Korgoth's uh, Sawtooth clan, there's, you know, there's kind of a sense of uncertainty. Um, Security here is not that great. There's a lot of possible places for, you know, things to come from, but without knowing what that specific threat might be, it's not easy to know. However, Every now and then you can hear the great screech of the rock hunting somewhere out in the jungle areas. Knowing that they're around and back operating as a steward of being a guard or guardian to the people. Although the rock is still kind of recovering from the kind of like effects of the mindworm. It's hard to know for sure. Some places look safer some look worse. And as the three of you kind of stare at the stairs that lead up a good thousand feet towards the kind of like plateau that will take you in front of where the obsidian door is, that route feels like it'll be more exposed to aerial threat than it would be from someone from the ground. But as the three of you 
walk up these stairs. You're stepping in the worn tracks of ten generations of lizard folk. You can see the worn grooves of their feet. The torches that are lit are of a stone kind of like stanchion in form with like a small bowl at the top of each of these points where the light is simply this crushed up purple like stone giving off this very slight purple hue. It's about halfway up the stairwell you begin to hear a storm form. But not a storm that you're familiar with. The three of you look back down and you've got a good 800 foot incline looking down towards where the the river portion of the village to the left you could see the cliff facing portion where they all live and looking down over the altar space you could see now that more and more of the lizard folk are gathering for the ceremony itself but over the ceremonial altar a thin concentrated kind of air vortex a wind vortex is beginning to form and it oscillates at a very kind of like slow pace and picks up speed as it arches up into a skyline where clouds are beginning to be pulled in towards it and every now and then a thin purple crackle of energy a muted thunderclap The skyline getting more dark, more rippled with clouds kind of covering things and being pulled in towards the ceremony. Now with the wind oscillating upward, you can hear the priestess's voice being carried up into the funnel, out. So as the three of you climb the stairs, her voice kind of carries. Puck, uh, did you give me your survival check yet? Uh, it was 15. 15? Go ahead and give me another one, please. <laughs> it's 11. Okay. <laughs> we'll say the ceremony is a bit distracting, causing you not to focus as nearly as much as you'd like. But the pathway's in. You check the riverbank. You spend the next hour or so doing whatever you can to make sure that whatever this veiled threat might be, that you get some kind of warning through snares, through um, ad hoc alarm systems, through the ability just to set even like torch flares, these little tricks that you've learned throughout your life in order to prepare for this. Three of you begin to reach the plateau. And as you do, the space in front of you causes you to lose your breath. From down below, it doesn't really look all that impressive. But now that you're up here, the great rock facade a good few hundred feet in front of you, these huge, like, obsidian-colored, crystalline gates, almost like they're made of volcanic stone, arching up a good 30 feet into the air and into the facade of the rock itself. The continuation of the mountain going up and even beyond into the cloudscape, out of your focus, out of your vision. 
looking all around, the mid-tier portion of the jungle below has grown up to a certain point, but the plateau is bare. It is save for a few fallen logs, some stones for cover. But in front of you, a very detailed landscape that didn't look all that it doesn't look all that different from what you experienced in the lineage cage down below before making your way to the valley and before making your way to the village and surviving the ambush at the river crossing. Here, not only can you see very well and detailed kind of like etchings and cave drawings and cave paintings and relief in the kind of like mountain facade that kind of like just kind of sits alongside both to the left and right of these obsidian gates. Um, I would uh, like to roll an investigation check and see if I can find any uh, repeated references like we had before to the the elves um, that appeared at the lineage cave. Okay, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Can I do a religion check? Go for it. Right. Anything you'd like to do, winner? I was going to do a religion check. Well, you're not up there, Spot. You're still down below. Unless you want to travel up there with them, that's up to you. You still can if you choose to. I'm going to burn a luck point because that was a horrible roll. <laughs> At this point, um, you know, uh, I think I've kind of done as much as I can in the kitchens. Um, I'm going to follow behind them and catch okay. up as soon as possible. Okay. Eat your frittatas. What'd you get? Said, eat your frittatas. Oh, eat your frittatas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's... you watch as Earthen and Xanath approach either side to the facade, like they're starting to investigate the cave paintings and all the reliefs that they can see. You can see about just coming over the edge of the plateau, you can see Spot arrives a little bit later. Um, but you're currently standing on the plateau, you have a good vantage point looking down towards the village nearest the river. You also got a good vantage point of the cliff dwellings of where they reside. You can see the great guardian plateau of where the rock normally resides. And all of you can hear every now and then the screech of the rock as it's somewhere out above the horizon of the jungle, kind of like careening down and possibly hunting the general landscape. I got a 10 after my bonuses on that uh, investigation. Even even burning that luck point, huh? Yeah. Well, the first one was a nat <laughs> one. So, I mean, I got I got five more points out of that. So, Zanith, what'd you get? Yeah. I got a 12 with guidance. Okay. <laughs> Brutal. Winter, anything you'd like to do? You're mute. Still You're muted. still mute. <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I clicked the button like five times. Um, <laughs> is there any way I can like look around and see if like I get a fill or something? Kind of like a weird vibe or anything? <clears throat> Give me an insight check. 
a vibe check. <laughs> Four. Four? <laughs> you guys are doing yeah. great. You know, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully Spot's about to nail it with his. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you? So what are you doing, Spot? Because as you come up onto the plateau, you can see that Winter, from her position, is kind of taking in the entire area more specifically. You can see Earthen closer to the left side, and Xanath over by the right side, and they seem to be very just. Heavily studying the different images and reliefs and the pictographs. Is there anything that can I do an investigation just see if there's anything that draws my eye particularly? Uh, perception. Oh, there. Yeah, I think perception would be good. How big are the? Oh, are we talking? Yeah. Are, <laughs> <laughs> that was a. It was an eight, but that was a. That one. <laughs> uh, you are all being tunished for using digital dice. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your total for perception? Seven? Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. This may be actually the worst you guys have ever rolled <laughs> we, in one of our sitting sessions. This is we, we tend to do this when we're doing like really important <laughs> investigations. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> if we're fighting, we're okay. But if we have to like... <laughs> What's this about? Actually, I don't know that we are okay when we're fighting. <laughs> so true. Maybe most of us are okay when we're fighting. <laughs> um, are we? Uh, when we talk about the reliefs or the the carvings on here, are they like life size carvings? Are they small? Oh no, they're big. Big. Yeah. So can I activate my ring and just kind of get a, a broader, like just kind of fly back? to get a, a wide view of what I'm Yeah, doing. and I would say as you do that, it gives you an opportunity to get a little bit more, gain a little bit more understanding of what of what you're looking at. So <laughs> you can give me either another investigation check or you can do a history check. Let's see what I roll first. <laughs> Come on. Wow. The dice gods are just... Mm. <laughs> But I actually, I, got, I mean, I have a better bonus to history, so we'll call that an 11. 11? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much is the bonus? Five. <laughs> Plus two for my uh, uh, jack of all trades. So. And fly up and over. Now you're looking down at winter, Xanath, and Spot. Every now and then kind of moving about the fringes down below, you can see Puck moving about. And the only reason why you could see her is you could see Punch and Lunch kind of diligently following her wherever she goes as she seems to just be kind of keeping an eye and kind of just making sure that no one's going to disrupt the ceremony as it goes on. Um, with that role, there is something unique about this place. There is something about its exposure from its angle. There's something about this place that feels very ceremonial, but you're having a hard time linking it with something. You kind of like, you look around, you look down, you kind of like, the, the images are of ceremonial activities. And I'll say this much, that's the first panel, the first image that strikes you as a bit odd. 
the size of the images looked like they were painted with the idea of somebody had erected scaffolding and then kind of like did these huge panoramic kind of details. But the the, the details feel almost generational. Like for each generation that contributed to the ceremony, they left behind a story. So the first panel feels like the first story. And the second, the next. And then the next. And then the next. The question is, what do these stories mean? What are they what are these images trying to say? Uh, with either one of those uh, roles, am I, have I been able to suss out if uh, the the likeness of my two elf companions show up anywhere? The first panel, there is a very specific portion of the relief that shows nine elven figures. And these nine elven figures are all facing each other. And they're facing each other in such a way that there's a large moon and a small moon in between them. And then below in the relief, a series of like stairs leading up to a door with a procession coming up it. This is the first panel. And that's the oldest one, right? Or the or the original, right? It feels like the oldest one. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, can I make out the procession? Is it, are they just like formless figures or, or, or are they like lizard folk? They're definitely lizard folk. Okay. But leading the procession, give me a perception check as you try to... It's the only figure that looks different to you. Change dice for this. That was rolling <laughs> horrible. That was better. Okay. Uh, that's a 27 with bonuses. Leading the procession is a sylvan figure that looks different and more like the one you saw in the lineage cave. Like it's being led by an Elendril and it is carrying an orb in its hands. And there is elven writing kind of etched around it. Uh, can I read that? Am I close enough to read that? If you fly closer, sure. Will do. And as you get closer, in elven it says, she is the first... She is the willing. And this will reestablish the faith of our future. And then in Elvin right below it, it says, praise Melora. I'm going to fly back down to the party and try to report back kind of what I gathered from the perspective look. <clears throat> Puck, give me another survival check, please. 
Okay. You got this. You got this. <laughs> Thank you. I think that helps because I got a 21 all together. Nice. You can now sense the storm building above you. As the ceremony continues, the storm seems to be building. The crackle of the purple lightning from time to time. The gathering of the clouds. And now you notice that all the lizard folk are now very much encircling the altar shrine. Korgoth has led her daughter, his daughter, up towards the shrine and the altar and stands along beside her. She is in her regaled. She is face-painted. Her complete body is painted. She's wearing very simple ceremonial robes. And she just has this very serene, kind of like peaceful look on her lizard folk face. Standing alongside her is her father. The two of them just kind of patiently and wordlessly moving their mouths to mimic the ceremonial chant. As now only three hours remain until the culmination of the ceremony. So far, no threat. No sign, no feeling, no sense of concern. As far as you can tell, Puck, as you continue to do what you've been doing, is there anything else you'd like to add to your routine? I guess I'm debating whether or not I should do primeval awareness, either to see if I can sense a dragon in the area or an undead. Um, but dragon seems to be the primary cause of concern, so maybe I'll just... <coughs> quick primeval awareness to see if I can sense a dragon closer than a dragon should be. <laughs> As you invoke that, I need you to give me an intelligence save, please. No! Why? I thought it was safe. <laughs> Sorry. Intelligence. I have such low intelligence. <laughs> it's why you make these decisions, right? <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to hear that from you, Earthen. <laughs> I think I'm one of the higher intelligence people in this. And yet Earthen continues to get into trouble as well. I, yeah, I don't think you know? this is a problem of intelligence. <laughs> um, oh, it's a 14. 14? There's... Something about this storm that's making it hard for you to focus on your ability. But there's something familiar about this storm. There's something strange about it. And for a brief moment, you thought you hear kind of like a familiar sigh of annoyance. Familiar how? You remember the last time that you spied on an ancient dragon turtle that had prospered in the deep sea. And you just feel this familiar kind of mumbling and grumbling of mind your own business. <laughs> you again. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go run to everyone else to tell them what I've sensed. Okay. It's a long run, but uh, uh, you can certainly get started. <laughs> or maybe, n never mind. Actually, I'm going to stay there and tell the lizard folk uh, just in case something happens while I'm away. That's fair. You pass the word on to Korgoth. 
Give me a persuasion check. Oh, this is rough. I got a nine. I mean, not being familiar with your previous encounters with the creature, uh, Korgoth just kind of looks at you and goes, I, I understand heightened awareness is important. We will certainly keep our eye out. You're not sure if he's convinced or if maybe just your frantic kind of like telling him and then trying to leave. Just, you know, it just you're not sure if the message got through, but you did your best. And you begin to sprint towards the pathway and then eventually, hopefully, up the stairs. Everybody else back at the top of the plateau in front of the obsidian gate. What are you doing? Uh, before I fly down, can I see if there's any reference to that story, anything going on with the storm in the relief? Like any sign of a storm in the relief? In the Obsidian Gate itself, give me an investigation. Spot, you were about to say something. I was uh, mostly thinking out loud, but um, <laughs> do I notice in the. Uh, in the Gathering of Lizardfolk, is there anyone that I think um, looks a bit like uh, Scolari, other than you know, Scolari herself? Um, like in the relief, the picture? Um, in the uh, the Gathering. Well, the Gathering's a good thousand feet below you. Okay. So that's all happening down at the altar. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think. Because um, what I was going to do, I misunderstood. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna take a. I'll, I'll go to the uh, the panel and just kind of try to do a uh, a religion check on it, just see if it pings anything for me. Give me a religion check. All right. The right side panels or the left side panels? Uh, left side. Uh, okay. I got a seventeen. Okay. What'd you get, Arthur? Uh, a nat twenty. So with my bonus, that's twenty five. Nice. Finally, changing <laughs> dice. Winter is at it. Anything you two want to do while this is going on? Did I get anything on my religion check on the right side? Oh, yeah. What'd you get on that? Was that your... I got a 12. That's right. Yeah. Um, I will say this much. None of this feels religious. None of what you're seeing feels like you're interpreting this as a religious event. That much you glean. That's weird. I'm gonna just sh I'm gonna just shout that to the group. Just be like, this doesn't feel religious. This is not familiar to me. I knew I didn't like this. It's odd. Spot during some of your travels, you've seen similar looking representations like this. This story isn't all that different than the story of the idea of creation. The right. idea of the idea of how or potentially what those that can control the power of creation would do to 
represent it in such a way. The procession, the sealing of the gate, watching Earth and kind of steadying one of the panels on the gate itself. And with where Winter's placed, and it's at that moment you look at where Winter's standing. You didn't see it before when you came up, but she's standing on a visual representation on the plateau itself. And that's when you realize that she's standing on a representation of the moon of Rudeus. Very faint, lightly etched, maybe about 30 feet around. I'm going to kind of guys, um, I think this ceremony might have something to do with uh, one of the one of the moons here I think it might be, it is a ceremony, but just, I don't really know what's going on, but this is a little bit it's not 100% alien to me so, I, I do think there is a legit thing going on here, but guys, if I know what it is If I'm still up, I would say if I'm still up, can I can I make something out of his reference? You kind of fly a little bit higher after hearing what he said, looking down. Uh, go ahead and give me investigation or perception. Go ahead, Zanith. I was going to say, would we know whether there's some significance to like Ruidus's location at this time? Like, is it a particular place in the sky? It is. Even though you're on a tropical island out in the middle of the Lucidian Sea, um, I would say you know that today is the day of the Winterfest. Today is the official day of the beginning of Thunshir. Um, uh, winter is over and spring is beginning. feels like the spring equinox from a common perspective. And you would also know that Rudius is at its full height. With Kathia in, rel- in relief, meaning Kathia would be at its lowest point, while Rudy's would be at its highest point. I'm getting antsy about what's going on back down at the altar. I think I'm gonna maybe run back down. I might catch Puck on the way. <laughs> As you come towards the plateau, Spot, you're still kind of looking at where Winter's standing. <laughs> Earthen, from your vantage point, what did you get for your roll? <laughs> Not great. After all those good rolls, I had bad roll again. Uh, that was, uh, you said uh, investigation? Or perception. Or perception. Uh, yeah, let's go perception because that would okay. give me a 14 instead of okay. a 7. <laughs> After Spot yells that out, you look down where Winter's standing. And sure enough, she's standing in a relief of what appears to be the moon. It's at that point, as the storm begins to kind of build even more, there's a moment where the clouds kind of part, a very thin part of separation. To where the um, Rudeus becomes visible at its full height. You watch as a series of strikes of purple lightning slam into the obsidian gate. And you watch as dozens of crystalline structures 
begin to glow with kind of like a purple hue, a purple effervescence. And then you watch as a kind of like liquid energy begins to run through both panels of the obsidian gate and reveals kind of like a relief of the storm that you're currently looking at. And in the middle of the relief, what looks to be a representation of Rudeus and underneath it lighting up because the storm struck the door is a elf with its hands out underneath the moon representation. You get the feeling that the spot that the orb is placed has just been revealed. Is what it feels like. Hey, uh, that, uh, do you see that? Down there, the elf with the arms. That's uh, that's where it goes. That's that that's got to be where the where the orb goes. Puck, you come over the plateau to see Winter standing there. You see Earthen pointing down. Xanath is coming towards you, as if to make her way down. Spot is somewhat off to the right. All of you feel an immense cold chill up your spine. This feeling of dread that is almost like physically overwhelming. Um, I sensed uh, the turtle dragon, Draxelhaven. What about uh, it? I don't know how close he is, but he's responsible for this storm. He's responsible for this storm? He, I believe so. I was trying to sense him and I was trying to sense if there were any dragons in the area and I sensed his presence here. Um, He's a pet of court, the storm lord, right? I, that was the running theory, at least, or the belief based on the historical references that you knew of this creature. Maybe it's him or maybe it's Cord. It could be. I don't know. All I know is that for a minute I heard him cuss me out <laughs> the way he loves to do. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> He's nice. <laughs> um, I think... What, uh, what were you guys able to decipher from... Uh, from this religious site. Somewhere off to all of your right, you feel a heavy, feels like something very heavy lands. <laughs> the jungle canopy along the right side of the mountain ripples. Oh, no. Uh -oh. And like the leaves kind of shred up and into the air, tops of the canopy sheer away. And there's a section of the jungle canopy that begins to kind of like fold inward and around something very large that has landed. And you hear... <laughs> he was right. He's always right. You could see something shift and move very large, <laughs> like a gust of a breeze, kind of like 
goes over all of you, just kind of breezes by you. <laughs> I like this smell of sulfur. <laughs> kind of like permeating from the edge of the gentle canopy nearest the mountain edge. Then strange silence. Can we see anything? I mean, can we see any creature? Give me a perception check as you look in that direction. Okay. Can I... While she's looking that way, can I look for the rock? Like if I can see the rock on the horizon anywhere? Yeah, give me investigations. You begin to look around wondering where he is. I got a 23 on perception. Okay. That was uh, a 20, dirty 20. No sign of the rock. Zenith, you glance over to the edge, like you and Puck are standing next to each other. You glance over to the edge of the trees, and from where Winter's standing over the edge of the trees, there's a section of the rock that looks like it's been liquefied, almost like whatever landed there literally just um, just emulsified the rock. And you can see these patterns in the rock that look strange. We are in trouble. Um, we gotta get. We gotta get. We gotta get back to the altar. All right. Um, <laughs> Where do you think you're going? I'm hungry. I haven't seen five souls that look this tasty in a long time. <laughs> and then you just feel the plateau kind of shift and rumble a bit, like something very large and heavy has shifted and moved. Once again, the strange way the landscape blurs and liquefies whenever this noise, the sensation kind of overwhelming been a long time since I've tasted elf. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. I need everybody to roll for initiative, please. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Okay. Not my worst roll. No, <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Oh, that feeling of dread. Oops, I think I'm using the wrong one. Where's my... I made some changes to my screen, so there we go. Oh, my ears aren't poking out. <laughs> I don't want to use that layout. I want to use a different layout. I'm going to use this one. That's the one I want to use. There we go. All right. With that in mind, go ahead and put your roles in your name tags for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, we all rolled pretty good. Yeah, compared, yeah, compared I to the think last so. fight, yeah. yeah. 
I think the last fight, everybody went oh, first with us. Snap! Winter with the lead. We'll put uh, Winter over by the moon. I've got Puck and Xanath over here at the entrance of the plateau. I think I'm still up in the air. Yes, you are here, Earthen. You're going to be like mouth level, I guess, you know. <laughs> You'd be right about there. All right, so I've got Winter up first with Spot on deck. And I've got Earthen. Why well, you guys all rolled really good, actually? Yeah. So with that in mind, Winter, you are up with Spot on deck. You watch as this dissipation of energy and it corresponds with a streak of lightning above that slams into the gateway and more purple iridescent crystals start flourishing along the rockscape and near the obsidian gate. You watch as this grotesque looking dragon kind of reveals itself. And as it does, its head kind of bobs in front. Its huge necrotic mouth just opening up an intake of great breath into its chest as it laughs with a guttural kind of self-confidence that only big bads can monologue in given moments. <laughs> Currently, it's about 30 feet from you, Winter. What would you like to do? Um... I think I'm gonna try vanishing arrow. Before you do that, what does the uh, um, I can never remember what kind of check does he have to make against that? Charisma. Okay, I believe. I don't know how charismatic he is. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna let me, if you wanna seed your turn real fast, I can give him disadvantage on that. It's okay. a little meta, but I like it because you guys have done this before. Yeah. So, so in other words, you want Winter to maybe hold her action? Yeah, that's... And then during your turn, as soon as she sees right, right. you affect his ability to resist it, right, right, right. she would then release that arrow to take gotcha. that shot. So, Winter, go ahead and take a normal shot for starters. Well, no, you got to hold your action, which will be two attacks anyway. So, it's up to you, Winter. Do you want to hold your action after you hear Spot yell that out? Yeah, I'm going to hold it. Okay. Uh, you still have your move and your bonus action if you want to move at all. Um, <coughs> You're standing right out there like you're ready to go face him head on. I mean. Oh, then no, I want to move. <laughs> like that, isn't uh -oh. that you right there in the in the front of this camera, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you right there. Oh, uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> you're like, hey, I'm a snack. Can I move by the bushes? By the over here. Yeah. She over behind that cover right there. <clears throat> then bonus action. Activate your banishment arrow. And then hold your action. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That will finish 
Your turn as you're holding your action. Spot, you're up. I'm going to charge directly for him, like uh, the uh, the face region. And I'm going to try to just uh, get a, a, a rake across his, uh, his face with a, uh, a stunning strike. So before you do that, go ahead and give me a... Um, Go ahead and give me a uh, constitution save, please. As you get within 10 feet of him. Uh, That is a 12. 12. The moment you get within 10 feet of him, you feel this very kind of like necrotic sense of overwhelming energy kind of like slam into you as you take 12 points of necrotic damage for his evil presence. Okay. Go ahead and make your attack. All right. First is a 17. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I rolled the wrong thing. I apologize. Give me one second to redo yep. that. All right. That is... God, I... Uh, that was a 17. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. Being late to all this just really took me out of it. Um, I think no it was a 26 with my, uh, with my bonus. Yeah, 26. 26 will hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. All right, sorry about that. That is a 12. 12. As you strike him, you get the distinct impression he is immune to stun. All right. Um, Let me ask you this. Just, it doesn't really matter for that. For my, I, uh, I gotta do a key point here. I do have two attacks. I'll go ahead and hit him with another claw. And for my bonus action, I'm going to cast, uh, my, my spell there. Uh, cat Scratch Fever. Okay. So give me a minute to try to hit him again. With the right thing this time, because I'm, I'm a smart kitty. I'm a smart kitty. That is a 25 <laughs> to hit. 25 will hit. All right. And that is another 12 damage. And okay. my, uh, my spell, it's Hex, and it's just a... Um, excuse me. It's just Concentration. Well, he has to make a save, right? Oh. Uh, or is because you're currently concentrating on that, correct? Place yeah. crypt. You see, until the spell ends, you do extra damage. Uh, an extra one d six of crack damage. There is no. I don't see any check on that. Okay. Uh, it's just concentration up to one hour. Okay. So he is hexed. Yeah, and that's. I'm going to use. Uh, he has disadvantage on charisma. Okay. Sweet. So he's and anything I hit him with. Uh, until I'm not concentrating, uh, I do an extra six D six. Uh, uh, sorry, an extra D six of necrotic damage. Although I, it sounds like he's probably immune to that. Okay. All right. So with that, uh, Winter, you watch as Spot finishes his flourish and you watch this energy barrier kind of roll over the creature um and you release your arrow and as you do go ahead and roll to attack get both your attacks first one's a 30. nice definitely hit that'll hit I just use a free action and just be like, make it count. I can only do this once. <laughs> What's the second one? Also 30. 
It's a 38 again. Jeez. Nice. All right, go ahead and roll your damage. A nine. Nine. Be sure to roll that twice because you hit him twice. Okay. A nine and a six. Okay. So you guys watch as the two arrows (laughs) strike along the neckline of the creature after um, Spot just raked across its face. And there's a moment, just a brief moment, where the creature, this dragon, whatever this thing is, whether or not it's even a dragon is not entirely certain, there's a pulse of energy that begins to warp over it like it's about to disappear. You watch as its eyes glow a kind of like bright reddish yellow hue as it burns its legendary resistance Uh to avoid being banished. Well, that's good he burned it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That'll finish Spot's turn. The creature is up. Uh Uh-oh. I feel like I'm about to be hurt really quite badly. (laughs) Uh, He is going to take all three strikes at you, Spot, and you also noticed that, yes, it is immune to necrotic damage. Okay. As it goes to strike you, its form goes from physical to smoke. The first one is a 26. That'll hit. The second one is only a 14. Nope. And then the third one is a 25. Yeah, the first and third will hit. I need two con saves, please. Two con saves. Uh, the first is a 10, so yeah, I'm about to get real, real badly hurt. Uh, the second is a 2. <laughs> All right, oh, no. so with that, you are going to take, for both strikes and failed save, you're going to take 21 points of necrotic damage. And you are now slowed. At this point, during, for the next minute, you can only do one thing per turn. You can either move, you can either bonus action, or you can action. And your movement is now cut in half. All right. um... As you feel some kind of necrotic malaise take over your form. Um, I'm trying to find it in the list. I just don't see a, a slow thing in there. But just remind me of that because I don't yep. have it. Yeah, it doesn't have a note map. All right. All right. He is then because now you're slowed. Um, he is going to go take flight. And he's going to fly straight up. Check one thing because I think I might be able to help myself a little teeny bit. Um, and fly and then land on the ground. Um, Zenith and Puck, go ahead and give me con saves, please. Floor dice. Floor dice again. I need a dice box so bad. <laughs> 
Uh, I got a 21. 21. Uh, that will save. Puck, what'd you get? Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, that will fail. So, Xanath, you take half of 12 points of pre- necrotic damage from his frightful presence. Um, Puck, you take 12 points of necrotic damage from his frightful p- presence. That will finish his turn. Um, Earthen, you are up with Xanath on deck. Yep. Um, can I... Can I perceive that that presence that that is that something uh i guess uh i would say every time he gets within like 10 feet of the others you could see like this force this strange kind of like shimmering barrier of like black gray and purple smoke kind of and you notice that when he attacked spot he went from physical form to smoke form, and then when he was done, back to physical form again. Uh, do I get the sense that th- that that's something I can dispel, or something that like a it's an active? No, it feels like an effect. Thing. Okay, doesn't feel like magic. Feels like an effect. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um. I am going to I'm going to uh, fire off uh, Ralphim's uh, psychic lance. Okay. At fourth level. Okay. Need to get some dice. Is there a save for that? Uh, yeah. Is it ranged it's, attack or just a save? It's ranged. Uh, okay. It's, hang on. It's uh, attack save. Uh, yeah, intelligence save. But you have to uh, roll the hit uh, first, right? No. Uh, it's oh. a 14. Yeah, it's a... If the name it becomes a spell's target, if you can't see it, even if you can't see it, if the name target isn't within range, the lance dissipates. 13 uh, plus a, 2 is a 15. I don't guess I can react to that either, can I? What do you mean? Uh, no, that's to, I was going to throw more more bard shit at him to make him <laughs> fail the save. <laughs> no, Chris Pine. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, 76. Ooh, that was 26. 32, so he takes 16, I guess. Okay. 16 points. <laughs> Yep. of psychic just kind of his head swings around to look up at you at the air and I'm going to fly a little further up because <laughs> I get the feeling I'm like mouth level right now no you're above him now you're pretty high up you're above him and just as you move out of range is there anything you want to do with your bonus action um Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to send uh, Bardic Inspiration to Xanth. Nice. Okay. Because so this thing got... looks some degree of unholy. So, uh, that's fair. So that's a, a D10. 
And at the end of your turn, he's going to spend three of his legendary action points. And he is going to do an acidic hurl at you. Uh, go ahead and give me a deck save, please. With advantage, because oh. you are flying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be a uh, 22. 16 plus 6. Um, that will succeed. You will take half take half of 28 points of acid damage. So only 14 points. You watch as the globule arcs by you and it kind of Kind of comes apart as it goes by you, and it sprays and spatters just a little bit on you. And you watch as the main kind of acidic blob arc <laughs> and land on the ground down below. That'll finish your turn, Zanith. You are up with Puck on deck. All right. Um, well, can I maybe, as an initial matter, as a bonus action, like make a perception check to try and figure out what's going on with this dude? Is he undead? Like, what? Uh, how is he shape-changing? Like, I, I mean, that'd be more of a, an action, unfortunately, to really kind of right. take the time out to figure out what he is. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, I am just going to drop a moonbeam on him and see what that does. I will do a level four moonbeam. Means you are concentrating now. Mm -hmm. And that'll hit him on his turn. Um, I forgot to do this spot. Give me two concentration saves, please. Because you did take damage. And I think you only took... He had a 10 and a 2 on his... Uh... Con saves. That, that, his was con saves yeah. that was from oh, the necrotic yeah, yeah, yeah. effect. Yeah, I need con, two yeah. more to maintain a spell concentration. Okay, so fun story. Um, <laughs> I got a critical fail and a critical... Uh, success. Sorry, a, a, so you are no longer concentrating on Hex. You were really concentrating for one second. Yeah, I, I was really concentrating <laughs> for a brief second, and then, no, no, it was all gone. <laughs> you sneezed. Right. So, Xanath Moonbeam? Yep. You're now concentrating on what level? Uh, fourth level. Fourth level. And Wisdom or Dex Save? I forget. That'll be a con save. Con save. Con save of 16. That'll actually be a 7 plus 7 is a 14. Awesome. That's going to fail. I love it. Okay. Do you want me to roll now or do you want me to wait till his turn? Um, you can go ahead and roll now, and then we'll resolve it during the beginning of his turn. Okay. Um, and then if I'm not in his range, I'd love to run to the trees, but if that's going to trigger an opportunity attack, I'll No, you're only within 10 feet. So, okay. do you want to go to the right or the left? I will go to the right. Your full movement? Yeah, which is 30 feet. I'll take you right behind Winter. Perfect. And then I'm all done. You're all done. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I know what I forgot to do. What'd you get for damage? Oh, I didn't Uh, 15. That's uh, 15 radiant damage, if it matters. 
15 radiant damage. I will say you notice he is not vulnerable to radiant. Yeah, all right. All right. That'll finish your turn. Puck, you are up, and we'll be at the top of the second round. Okay. Um... I'm gonna try. I'm not sure if, if this is how it works, so I just want to confirm. But I would like to try and use spike growth around him to kind of try and maybe bind him to the earth a little bit. Okay. Uh, and do some piercing damage. Go for it. Um. So okay. So I. That's your action, growth. correct? Uh. Yes. And that should be um, 2d4 piercing damage. He gets a save, though, right? Uh, let me see. We are become difficult to bring. I'm not seeing a save attached to it. It might be that I'm using it wrong, because it might be for, like, uh, large group things. No, not always. So, the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range, twists and sprouts hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage every five feet. It travels. The uh, transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom check against your spell DC to recognize the terrain is hazard before entering it. Um, so in this case, you're casting it where he's already standing. Yeah. So he will not get a save since he's already going to be in it. Um, the 2d4 piercing damage um, will say will start at the beginning of his turn. Uh, so go ahead and give me a damage roll. Um, which one should that be? Oh. 2d4? Yeah. Doesn't he take damage anytime he moves within that area? Correct. Yeah. Uh, so it got a six. Okay. Now with spike gross, it won't necessarily keep them adhered to the ground you're probably thinking more like grappling vine or something like that um but because he's starting there he'll definitely take some he'll definitely take some damage at the beginning of that of his next turn so that's your action you still have bonus action and your move so uh, probably bring punch and lunch into this uh, as well um It's the only cat figure I have. <laughs> nice. Although he wouldn't be that big. That's too big. So let's put him back in his normal size. That's fine. There. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> He's just sitting there looking like, uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> exactly. And then let me get you lunch. <laughs> nice. Can we keep him that size? Bigger. <laughs> Bet you'd like that. <laughs> All right. 
so you've got your move and your bonus action. Bonus action allows you to command either lunch or punch. Um, so I think at this level I can do um, disappear, um, uh, hide in plain sight for one minute without it counting as an action. Okay. Uh, so for myself, I'm going to move away and hide in plain sight, and then my bonus action will reserve to um, get uh, lunch to do a uh, multi-attack. Kansei, uh, for lunch, please. Uh, okay, Oof, that's a five. Five. You'll take twelve points of frightful presence necrotic damage. He's fine. He's buff. Oh, he is the of us all. Let's go ahead and take your multi-attack on the creature. Okay, uh, 1d8 plus 4. Okay, that's 7. Okay. 7 to hit. Uh, so I have to roll to hit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about that part. I assumed. Uh, okay, hit is nine. So uh, eleven. So it would hit. Yeah, eleven to hit. Uh, it's nine to hit, and I got an eleven. So it's plus nine to hit. So what you, oh. so in his stat sheet, because uh, we have that in the pin, right? Yeah, no, I have it in front of me. So that'd be a dirty twenty to hit, then, right? Well, did you, you rolled it too, right? Um, wait, okay. Uh, so, so whenever you roll for his claw attack to hit, you get plus six on your roll. No, she rolled an eleven. Yeah, so plus six would be 17, right? Correct. Oh. Yeah. So that that first one's going to miss. Oh, okay. Sorry. So now roll for his bite. And for his bite, you have a plus six to hit. So that's 15 plus six. So that's 21. 21 will just barely hit. Um. So that's going to be... Wow, 21 for barely hit? Damn. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a dragon thing. So this was for claws? No, this was for bite. For bite, for bite. 1d12 plus 4. 1d12 plus 4. So that's going to be 13. 13 points of piercing damage. Uh, and do you want him to... Well, he's in base... Um, and you cannot move a uh, punch because you've already used your bonus action for lunch. Ooh. So that'll finish your turn. Uh, or does um, 
Lunch have a bonus action. Bonus action. Uh, I don't think they have one beyond uh, just animal instincts. Uh, but I, I don't know that they have anything extra. Okay. So I'll finish Lunch's turn. All right. That'll take us to the top of the second round. And before we get keep keep this going, let's go ahead and take our break now because it's going to be, uh, I think, a pretty significant combat. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. So we're going to take your five-minute break now, then we will be back shortly. Spot, I tagged uh, slow in the chat there, so you, in the in the Discord, so you could see it. I uh, appreciate that. Um, let me get in the, the Discord so I can move it. We are back when you guys are back. All right. We got winter back. I see Spartacus. Uh, um, hey, uh, just while I was up there, uh, can you... That question I had about uh, my frittata, it, would that be uh, a full action or can I do that as uh, just a free action? Just scarf that? Go for it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. That's fine. I didn't know how that was going to work out. So, yeah. Uh, and I'll have to get some other. I know you, uh, Earthen posted the text for uh, slow on the, on the Discord. So I'll have to reread that and make sure that what I'm planning to do is actually feasible. All right. With that, Winter, you are now up with Spot on Deck. So from your vantage point, Winter, Xanath has moved back towards your left. You can see that Lunch is engaged with the creature while uh, Puck has disappeared towards the other side. And as you look over where Spot is, it's almost like he's moving slow motion through some kind of like effect that he's under. And then flying higher up in the air, you can still see Earthen kind of off on the edge, just kind of right above the dragon-like creature. I think I have a plan, but I don't know how like good this Don't know until you try. Um, is everyone further than five feet? Uh, everybody but lunch. Lunch is in base with it. But lunch is a familiar, a- so he could always be brought back later. Okay. Um Okay, so I'm gonna use Shadow Arrow. Okay. What's that do? Um, a creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 psych damage and must succeed on a whiz throw DC 12 or be unable to see anything further than 5 feet away until the start of your next turn. <laughs> okay, I like it. Go ahead and roll to attack. A 22. 22 will hit. Go ahead and roll normal damage. And I will make a wisdom save. It's a 10. 10 for damage. And I rolled a 9 for wisdom. 
Um, nice. You guys watch as this arrow comes shooting out from where um, uh, Winter is hiding over by some growth. And just, but it's weird. As the arrow arcs towards the creature, it has like smoke and like shadowy kind of vapors coming off of it. And as it strikes the creature, there's like this explosion of shadow energy. And it buffets the creature, swirling around it. As until the beginning of winter's next turn, it is currently blinded. Awesome. Nice. Uh, take your second attack. It's a 25. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Machine gun Kelly tonight. She usually is, man. Damage is 13. Another 13. Wow, nice. Much better damage than 9 and 6. <laughs> now, you still have your bonus action and your move. Um. I think I'm, like, fine where I'm at. Okay. We'll keep you there. Anything you want to do with your bonus action? Um. <laughs> bonus action. I, I don't. None of mine are really like useful <laughs> in this particular. No, so I gotcha. It. I gotcha. So with that, you guys notice that the storm is also building rather quickly as well. So that'll finish Winter's turn. Spot, you are up with the creature on deck. How far away from it uh, am I? You are currently 25 feet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move uh, 10 feet closer to it. Okay. Remember, you're at half movement. That's fine. I got like 45, so I can, yeah. All right. So I think my, yeah, I'll have to double check what my half is. But all right. I've already just kind of, you know, wolfed down my frittata so I can get my, my bonus. I'm going to try to tangle them up in my net. Uh, you get the feeling that he might be too big for your net. I'm not trying to like actually get him in it. I'm just trying to like get his wings or his legs in it. Like I'm not trying to. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling he might be too big for your net. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'd right, probably then. be immune to the condition that you're trying for. We should have yeah. brought a bigger net. <laughs> ah, damn it. <sighs> well. He's already blind, so my other thing isn't going to do much. Um, hey, do you trust me? Yes, implicitly. Okay, just pause for a minute. Okay. Is he holding his action? Is that what you mean by doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. I mean, if what I was planning would have worked, which it wouldn't, it would have been like, a, hey, Aerithai, I need you to do me a solid here in a sec. <laughs> So with that, creature is up. And in his frustration of being blinded, he is going to let out a great roar and disgorge his breath weapon in a random direction. <laughs> that is a two. Uh, 
Fuck. Give me a deck save. Or, I'm sorry, give me a con save. You're muted. You're muted, Puck. Sorry. Are we sure it's not a dex? Because a dex... <laughs> yeah, uh... sorry. It's a con save. Okay. <laughs> That's 13. 13. You watch as this huge, like, acid cone just <laughs> comes spraying from the frustrated creatures. It thrashes around. Um, you guys watch as the acidic uh, gelatinous kind of rank uh, liquid bile just <laughs> splashes all across Puck. Uh, Puck, you're going to take 41 points of necrotic oh. damage. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> and you are now slowed <laughs> as well. Uh, just in time to become invisible. <laughs> the creature now will finish the creature's turn as it used its breath weapon. And because it can't see, it doesn't want to move. Um, Earthen, you are up with Xanath on deck. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Polymorph okay. on spot. And what are we morphing him into? So if I read the rules of Polymorph correctly, give me a second, I'll pull it back up. <laughs> if I read the rules correctly, uh, transforms a creature you can see within range into a new form. Uh, unwilling must take a wisdom saving throw. He said he trusts me. So he's so, considered willing. Right. Okay. It transforms the duration or until they drop to zero hit points. The new form can be any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the target's or the target's level if it doesn't have a challenge rating. So we're all level 10, right? Mm-hmm. So as I look at the challenge rating 10, uh, I'm going to transform Spot into a, red, a young red dragon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. That's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. You can do a challenge rating 10 polymorph? Yeah. Well, because we're level 10. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. As he has changed into a young red dragon, with that, your held action would be to attack spot. Go ahead and pull up your young red dragon stat and make your attack. Uh, okay, young red oh. dragon. That's fine. Well, although, here's you have, the problem uh, with that. I'll say you could probably, the only thing you'd be in range for is your your breath, breath weapon. weapon. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Which, so that's going to be a deck save for the dragon. And then I'm looking at the fire breath. Yeah, it's a deck save 17. Okay. Uh, and, that uh, is a 16 plus 4, which is a dirty 20. Okay. So he'll take half damage. But that's 16d6 of damage that you get to do. How many? 16. 16d6. <laughs> Give me a second so I can... Uh... And I believe that means you're concentrating now, right? I am, yes. Yes. That is 52. Oh, what did you get for damage, Xanath, for the beginning of his turn? Do you remember? Uh, oh, yeah, that, was that was 15. It was 15, right? Oh, wait, I didn't. Yeah, I guess this was the first turn it would have hit him. Correct. Yep. Hey, um, 
And because he didn't move, he takes the six points of spike growth as well. Which was the initial because he stood there. It's a lot of D6s. It's a lot of fireball D6s. Enough to reach 41 points. (laughs) My vengeance. I mean, it, I, I had a I had a pretty good choice of stuff. It was, I was looking at there's red dragon, gold dragon, stone golem was the one I was gonna go for, but ooh, that would have been cool. But it doesn't have it has a lower AC, so that's why I wound up going with the better AC. That's true. Since he's within melee range, almost. Would you get spot? Oh, it was fifty-two total damage. Okay. Yeah. So it's half of fifty-two then. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So that's going to be 26. That's sweet. 26 points of fire damage as suddenly Spot disgorges this flourish of flame over the body of the creature. As it gets hit by the fire, you watch as it kind of does this weird like shimmer and reaction to it. And it goes from a solid form into a shadow form from kind of like interacting with the flame as it courses through its smoky body up and around, you get the feeling that it might be resistant to fire damage. And with that, it is... Uh, I still got a bonus action. You still, uh, yep, you still have your bonus action. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to... I've got... Hang on, where we go? Here we go. Healing word... What's my range? Sixty. I'm gonna move within sixty feet of um, Puck. Okay. To throw a healing word her way at a bonus act as a bonus action. I'll bring you down a bit and over by her. Let's say right about there. There we go. Go ahead and roll. Yep. That's uh shoot. Yeah, one d four. Okay. It's not a whole lot, but. Uh, that's three health. Sorry. Thank Sorry, you. it wasn't more. <laughs> it is literally life-saving right now. Thank you. With that, that'll finish Earthen's turn. Zenith, you're up with Puck on deck. All right. Um, I'm going to leave my moonbeam where it is since he's still sitting in it. Which is a uh, another... Metal, another a 10 so Oh, like... he has to save. Yeah. Uh, 17 plus 4 is 21. Is he a shape changer? They would have disadvantage on the roll. Not quite. Not. Yeah, not quite. It, it, he's something that involves shadows and the way he reacts to shadows, but not quite a shape changer. Okay. Like he can't turn into another shape. He has like this special shadow ability that kind of like gives him advantages and. Uh, lessens damage to a certain degree. Okay. All right, so I'll roll half damage for him. Uh, So that's five points of damage. Nice. Um, Out of all those rolls, five points? Yeah, pretty brutal. A lot of ones. Pretty brutal. (laughs) Well, and then I had to have it, so I rolled 10 and got... Considering the max is 40, it's pretty devastating. Um, and then I'm going to, as my action, I'll channel Divinity Twilight Sanctuary. Okay. Which does? So that will create a sphere 
three foot radius around me, um, and I can, for people I like, grant one d six plus ten temporary hit points or end effect, causing them to be charmed or frightened. Okay, Winter is already in range of that, so go ahead and roll for her. Sweet. All right. So that's 12 points. Winter, that's 12 points of temp HP to you. Um, and then I, I think probably Puck is outside of my range for healing word, which is 60 feet. Is she within 60 feet of me? Probably right on the edge, but let me check. <laughs> he is within 75 feet. Uh, let me run 15 feet forward and hit her with the healing word as a bonus action. Okay, okay. Yep. go for it. All right. Go ahead and roll. Hey, Winter, you got 12 temporary hit points, by the way, from uh, Xanath. Oh, happy. That is eight points to Puck. Uh, and then Winter okay. is done. Thank you so much. All right, they'll finish Xanath's turn. Puck, you are up. However, the end of Xanath's turn, it's going to use um, one legendary action to do a tail strike at disadvantage. Uh, Xanath, give me a strength save at advantage. Okay. Two and a five. So... That's brutal. That's going to be a six. Yeah. So you watch the hardened form of the tail turn to smoke. And then as it shadows out and then careens close to you, like it's hard to follow it first. Are you okay? Tell you right. Puck uh, just yes. knocked over I her just laptop. Want to <laughs> <laughs> or, or something. Uh, you watch as the tail curls around, solidifies at the last minute. <laughs> lands and slams into you, knocking you. Um, let's see, we're, he's gonna swipe it back. So knocking you back 25 feet. Dang. And then knocking you prone. Hey, did you use your inspiration yet? I haven't used my inspiration. Um, <laughs> you, you, I wouldn't waste it. All right. <laughs> hey, well, All right. Was a, the DC was a 19 on the tail. That, was, oh. that would have been tough for me with a plus one to strength. So yeah, because uh, um, even a, even if you rolled a 10, it'd still only be 16. So mm-hmm. rather you not waste it, just in case you need it. Uh, take 28 points of bloodshed <laughs> damage. Okay. Um, and give me a 14 or higher to maintain concentration. So okay. Give me a con save of fourteen or higher. All right. Uh, can I use inspiration on that? Yes, you can. Okay. That's a D ten. That's a D ten. All right. So it's possible. Where is my D ten? Ah, no, it's a thirteen. You guys watch as the cone of moonbeam dissipates as you are no longer concentrating. Yeah. All right. They'll finish the reaction. Um, Puck, <coughs> you are up. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, sorry, which direction is like the temple? 
uh, over where you can see the purple crystalline structures. With every cadence of the storm building, the crystalline structures are getting brighter and brighter. And over here, you can see the obsidian gate that is gradually getting um, struck more frequently. With each round, one or two bolts <laughs> kind of slam down into it. Can we tell if it's doing any damage to the gate, or is it just lighting it up? It feels like it's just lighting it up. And it may not even be related to the creature. It could be related to the ceremony down below. Uh, okay. And which, um, the ceremony is happening in the opposite direction? Like, uh... Uh, Yeah, the ceremony would be, like, you're at the top of the plateau. This top of the stairs leads a thousand feet down into the village where the ceremony is currently taking place. Um, so I guess my bonus action, I'm going to get a punch to run over in that direction to try and alert uh, the lizard folk to what is happening here. Okay, so he runs down the stairs and out of sight. Um, so you have your action and your move. Okay. Uh... So, okay, another new spell I'm trying. I just want to uh, walk through it real quick. Uh, but Windwall, since a lot of his attack seems to be uh, gas-related. Gaseous, yep. Um, it says in the description that uh, you can make a wall up to 50 long, 15 feet high, uh, you can shape the wall any way you uh, choose, so long as it makes one continuous path along the ground. Does that mean that I can try and trap it in any way? Oh yeah, you like you you kind of like bring your hands out and you curve them, and you watch as this wind wall curves around, creating a twenty-five foot diameter barrier around the creature. And what's the save? <coughs> Uh, the save is, um... It's probably strength. Uh, it's strength 13, yeah. uh, 13, and the creature takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage on failed save, and half as much damage on successful ones. Okay, go ahead and give me a save for lunch as well, because he'd be affected by it. Oh, I'm sorry, lunch. <laughs> that is going to be a natural 20 plus 7. So 27. So he'll take half damage. God damn it. Why does he get a good group throw? Is that... Better get yeah. 20. Oh, uh, uh, does Lunch have one of my frittatas? You can always add 8 to it. Oh my god. I'm, I'm sure he helped himself. So that's exactly. I, had, I had a dozen. I assume everybody grabbed at least two. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, eight plus, uh, oh, strength is 19. So, uh, plus four. Okay, so that's 24. So that should... Uh, he saves, takes half damage. Half damage. So go ahead and roll damage, and we'll have it. Okay, 3d8. Okay, so half of 16, so that's eight. Eight points of bludgeoning oh, or sorry, force. Lady. So you still have your move. Um, okay, well, I'm sort of traumatized, so I'm going to move backwards and behind some trees. 
Into the tree line. Okay. That's weird that that did that. Let's lock you. Okay. That'll finish your move as you disappear into the tree line. That'll take us to the top of the third round. Oh, what are you muted? Yep. I think she's talking to somebody. Yeah, she's talking to someone else. Winter, you are up with Spot on Deck. Of course, you probably can't hear me. Yep. <laughs> Winter, you're up. <laughs> All right. yeah. um, you are up with Spot on Deck. I'm out of ideas. I keep trying to formulate. Uh... So at the beginning of your turn, suddenly the shadow effect <laughs> dissipates as the creature is able to see again. And it immediately wheels around. Towards me? Yep. yep. Ah, okay. Hmm. Can I, like, try to aim for its heart? Does it, does it have If it has one. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to try that. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what else Yeah, to do. take your two attacks. Go for it. Okay, it's a 12. 12 will miss. The first arrow, kind of bouncing off the nose of the creature. The second one's a 23. That one will hit. The second arrow, slamming into its chest. Go ahead and roll for damage. It's 11. 11 points. You still have your move. Um, If I move, there'll be a reaction. No, you're not in base with it. Okay. I'm going to move left, right. I'm going to move to the left as far as I can. This way? No. Uh, this I way? Guess. Yeah. So over here is the edge of the mountain that go, that drops <laughs> like a thousand feet down into the valley. Oh. And this is where the mountain is. Okay. Um, Here's where the obsidian gate is over here. Which way you want to go? Yeah, I'm going to move towards uh, towards the obsidian gate. Okay. So your full movement will take you right about there. All right. Spot, you are up with the creature on deck. Okay. Um, I, this is just for me overthinking this. Um, I know I have the attacks for the, the uh, young red dragon. Uh, how does that work with my class stuff? Like... Um, for my bonus action, do I still be able to do like you um, take on all the stats of a young red dragon? It's not a stat thing; it's a it's a um, abilities thing. Like um, nope. right, so, you take on all the abilities of a young red dragon. You're not dragon. a monk; you are a young red dragon. Okay, well, I'm going to do a multi attack to this guy, which is going to be kind of interesting to rolls. But, but okay, um, so what is that? That is a so you're still under the slowed effect, so you can only do the one thing, which is. The act, the multi-attack action. So go for it. All right. So what's a D twenty plus ten? So, or sorry, plus ten to hit. So I'll just roll both of those. All right. I got a twenty-eight to hit. Uh twenty-eight will definitely hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. All right. Let me take a look at what those are now. So the first one, um, two D ten plus six. Uh, for the bite. Sorry, this is not... 
You have to roll each attack separate, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's what I'm doing for the first. It says 2d6. I'm sorry, 2d10 plus 6. For the bite damage, go for it. Which is uh, 16. Okay. And first claw attack is what? Sorry. Oh, 2d6 plus 6 for the first one. <coughs> All right. First uh, claw attack is a uh, 15. That'll miss. What'd you get damage wise for the. Oh, sorry. I, my fault. Um, I, that wasn't. I was rolling damage because I'm smart. Okay. The, the so you did off. 15 points of piercing damage? Uh, it was. God, what was it? Sorry. The bite attack, I think it was. 10. Yeah, it was 10 total. Uh, 10 gotcha. plus 6. So 16 for that. 16 one. points yeah. of. Yeah. Let me re roll the, uh, the bite. Uh, yep. So. Uh, re roll for, uh, for the claw strike. Yeah. Well, he's got to roll to hit. Yeah. He just rolled yeah. damage. So Gary meant to do that so to hit with the first claw strike. Uh, it is a 18. I'm sorry, it's not, it's what is it to hit? Plus 10. So it's a 28 to hit. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. So this is really kind of clunky in doing this. Damage is 14. Okay. And last of the, uh, the claw strikes. One second. Uh, oh, that's like a, that's a 15. Uh, you feel that last claw strike kind of like as it goes towards him, you watch as he sh- like shifts in the smoke, your claw passes through and he re-solidifies back into his normal form. Uh, but you managed to distract it because it was looking at Winter and was about to rush towards Winter and Xanath. So you've got its full attention. Um, it's going to take all three attacks on you. First, I got to roll the d6. Uh, breath weapon does not recharge. First, the bite attack. That is a 27. Sorry, is it? We said from the is it attacking spot? Yes. Okay, the, the 27 will hit. Well, he's attacking your armor class as a dragon. Yeah, yeah I know. It's an okay. Which is a, yeah. Yeah, it's an 18. It's actually lower than my than my normal armor class. Uh, 23 to hit for a claw. Yeah. And 22 to hit for a claw. Yeah, all, all three will hit. Because all three hit, I need you to make a con save, please. Okay, let me see what my con is. So it's a plus five, so give me you're, a second. No, 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 you're a plus nine. Con saving is plus nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing then. Yeah. Uh, that is a 13 then. 13. I really should does that include the plus nine? Yeah, it includes the plus nine. It wasn't great. <laughs> okay. Um, you are currently stunned, and you cannot move until the beginning of the creature's next turn. All right, how he is then it? he is then going to bonus action, use Shadow's Will, and take three more attacks at you. But first, the bite attack is 21 points of piercing damage. And then the first claw strike is, ooh, that's crappy, uh, nine points of slashing. Second claw strike is 23 points of slashing. Can you give me a, just a total so I can do that? Because uh, I'm, I'm looking at my character. 53. There. 53? Okay. One, and then right. he's going to take three more strikes at you with advantage because you are stunned. Uh-huh. So that's going to be a 27. Uh-huh. 27. Uh-huh. 
and a 21. Yeah, they are. Uh, you know what? I might, I'm going to use my inspiration on that last one just to... You can't uh, take reactions because okay. you're stunned. Right. No. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, all three will hit. Okay. Three, this three. dude hits you nine times in one round. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And he is going to put three extra D6s of Shadow Smite into it. It's going to be 9, 12, 18, 28, 38, 48, 56. And then his damage bonus is 10. So it's going to be 66 points of uh, piercing and slashing damage. Right. Ah, I can math. I can't math. <laughs> um, go ahead and roll for... Um, Spike damage, Puck, as he is going to fly upwards. Will he get affected by the wind wall if he flies upwards? Uh, no, because it's surrounding him. Okay. Not covering him. Uh... Oh, also, um, Spot, give me a strength saving throw. Okay, uh, let me... Because you would have had to charge through the wind wall to attack him. Stone Prisma. Oh. Oh. Five. Five for the spike growth? Okay. Alright. So, Earth, am I reading this right? Is it a plus six on strength? Strength, uh... Yeah, strength save. See- yeah, I don't see a saving. Saving on there. Oh yeah, there's it doesn't it doesn't have it on there. It's just got yeah. Dex Con, Wisdom, and Charisma. Yeah. So yeah, it's just your uh it's just your strength modifier. Yeah. Okay, Which so on this one it's plus six. So yeah. give me a And Puck, are you concentrating on Windwall? Or is that last for a fixed duration? Okay, that was uh, like 15. Uh Windwall is Concentration up to one minute. Okay. You're currently concentrated on that. All right. What did you get for your strength saving throw? A 15. 15. I think that saves. Puck, uh, go ahead and roll damage for the wind wall. Wall force. Or wind wall. Ball of wind. Uh, save, so it's eight, so half of that is four. So you take four points of force damage. Spot charging into the creature. And the creature's going to fly directly up. And it's going to pass high enough over. And then it's going to drop in front of the gate. Hmm. So, your dragon friend could use a uh, a dispel and maybe some some health, depending on his head. And then lunch, like lunch and perfect, like common. Um, a new dragon friend would, you know, <laughs> a little bit of help. 
<laughs> All right, that'll finish the dragon's turn. Earthen, you're up with Xanath on deck. Yep, yep, yep. Um, hmm. <sighs> you can see okay. um, Winter in the far corner of the tree line and nearest mm -hmm. the obsidian gate. Xanath has been knocked prone by the shadow tail strike. Um, spot, while keeping him anchored for a bit in the middle, you watched as Moonbeam collapsed and then the creatures flown out of the spiked vines that were kind of keeping it um, busy for a bit. Can I... Can I get a sense of the, the glowing gems there? Is there something going on with the like i realize Ed, with the, as the lightning strikes they glow more as a bonus action you can make an insight check okay yeah gonna do that okay go for it Ooh, that was a good roll too uh insight plus nine that's a 29 the storm the crystals the ceremony oh. seem to all be connected and it feels like this ceremony is building, but it also feels like it's moving too fast. There's still oh, oh. at least two hours of the ceremony left, but the storm and what's going on with the Obsidian Gate feels like maybe something's interfering with it. Hey, causing um, it to uh, happen faster than it's designed to. Uh, Sir, I'm going to plead uh, ignorance on this, so I do apologize on this. Uh, what, on my bite thing, I didn't notice there is actually a uh, a fire effect on that. I, I know he's resistant, but uh, would that That's still... fine. Uh, I did just roll. It's 3d6, and I got an 11 on that. So, okay, so it's half of 11? Yeah, so 5. Uh, okay. 5 on that. Yeah, good to know. So long as it's in the same round, I'm perfectly fine with it. Okay. So, Arthur, you have your move and your action left. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to dispel the slow effect on uh, on uh, spot. Okay. At what level? Uh, third level. It drops. The, uh, the, the slowed effect on you, spot, you're like, you're growling in dragon... And then suddenly you're like talking, like your dragon growl is normalized. You feel your, while you're still stunned until the beginning of the creature's next turn, you get the feeling that the effect that was slowing you is now gone. All right. And then. Um, I feel like I can't actually speak common. <laughs> I'm going it's in to, there, just saying. <laughs> I was going to use my movement speed to. Oh, that's fair. To follow the tree line around like to the side of the dragon like just like follow the trees towards the towards the mountain but not necessarily towards the gate yeah gotcha. put you right along the mountain's edge right there yep that'll finish your turn Zenith, you are up with puck on deck all right i'm gonna use half my movement to stand up <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I am going to um, I think am I within 15 feet? Uh, or what, why don't I just run like 
if I can run 15 feet sort of backwards and in the direction of Spot, that would be good. Put you yeah. right about there. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Um, and then I will, uh, let's see. Um, if Spot's in my range, she can take uh, some temporary hit points. He should, he oh, that's right. 30 feet, so he can take some temp HP. Hey. Um, which will be... Uh, it'll be 11. 11 hit points. So Spot, um, you get 11 hit points for yeah. your, your temporary hit point pool. And oh. then I'm going to throw another Moonbeam down on this guy. Um, okay. Hopefully it works out better than it did last time. So I keep forgetting that I can... Um, And that's uh, a five foot cone, right? Or a five foot. Five foot radius. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 40 feet high, five foot radius. Yeah. So we'll put that there so I know where it's at. Alrighty. And uh, that's. Oh, I'll take some temp HP too, and then that will be my turn. Okay. I'll finish your turn. Pocky, you are up. Hey, I'm sorry. Um, my. My husband was telling me a thing, uh, like right as he told me how many temporary hit points I got. Uh, can you repeat that for me real quick? Yeah, it's 11, 11 points. 11. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, how far am I from the dragon now? You are... You are 80 feet. 80 feet. Um, okay, I'll start with my bonus action. Can I combine any amount of my insights uh, with my familiar animal? Um, just because he's a drake who also does uh, thunder and lightning things, so he might have some amount of... Uh, instinct relating to what's going on. Well, explain to me what you're trying to do. Uh, I'm just trying to gain some insight about uh, what's going on with the storm and specifically uh, what the dragon is trying to do right now. Um, you can give me an arcana check. Okay. Um, so it does feel like a magical storm based on the ceremony down below. Ooh. Okay, so I got a 22. 22. Through a telepathic connection that you have with lunch, you just kind of hear his, like, beach bum voice kind of, like, filter <laughs> into it, right? And he goes, uh, not really sure, but uh, the storm feels like it's, it's being controlled by something else now. Like, I kind of get the feeling that the ceremony down below while starting normally... Something else might have taken this storm over. I don't know. Huh. Okay. That's concerning. Um, I guess I'll uh, try and use my action just to... Hmm, okay. All right. Um, to get... Uh, uh, lunch over 
Uh, they can only move on a, on a bonus action. So you command on a bonus action with them. So you've already used your bonus action. You have your action and your move left. Um, okay, I need to get closer in order to be able to do anything. So can I use uh, my move uh, to get closer to uh, lunch? And remember, you have a wall of force right here. Ooh, or your wind wall is still there. Uh, I guess it's still... I'm going to keep it there, I guess, for a while, just in order to okay. have it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just... I'm going to run over, and that will be my move, uh, in order uh, to lunch. Uh, and I think so, I'm too far to do anything, so. So you don't want to do anything with your action? You're not in pew-pew range? Can you shoot him? Uh, am I in pew-pew range? You have a regular crossbow or a hand crossbow? Uh, hand crossbow. If you click on it, it should tell you your range. Uh, 30 to 120. Okay. Yeah, you're definitely in range. Uh, Sorry, I thought it would be too far. Actually, can I change it so I just go up on the trees and try and use my range over there? Sure, give me acrobatics check as you climb the tree with your movement. Uh, 20? Okay. I never roll high on fucking attacks. It's only on climbing (laughs) trees. (laughs) That'll put you up and into the tree growth. Okay, so actually, while I'm here as my action, I should be able to use uh, my crossbow uh, in conjunction with uh, Hail of Thorns spell, yep. since it's uh, based on that. Okay. Uh, so I'll do uh, Hail of Thorns, and that's... Uh, Go, ahead. Go ahead and roll the hit. Uh, damage to hit... Uh, is it just a d20 to hit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a ranged spell attack. Well, it's a range. It's your normal. Sorry, it's your normal ranged attack. So you still got to hit it with the arrow. It's, and what happens is, is when you shoot your crossbow bolt and cast Hail of Thorns, it's almost as if your bolt, as it goes to strike the creature, it turns into a Hail of Thorns. So technically, you still have to be able to hit them. So you uh-huh. can you can click your on on your screen. Uh, where your crossbow is, it's got hit DC and like plus whatever. Like my my crossbow is a plus six. You click that, it'll roll it pl- with your modifier on it. Ooh, nice. Okay, so I, I got a sixteen. See, you watch as the bolt arcs over, bursts into a hail of thorns, but falls too short. Ah. Uh, well, I think I guess technically I have twice with a crossbow, but I don't know if that works. Yeah, with so the... take your second shot. Uh, okay, 27. That one will hit. Go ahead and roll normal damage. Because your Hail of Thorns only Uh, works for your first attack. Yeah. Uh, that's eight. Eight points. I thought you had advantage with your, uh, crossbow anyway, right? Oh, shoot, I do. So, we'll say that Uh, second one was your advantage (laughs) roll. And we'll say Hail of Thorns hits. So go ahead and roll for damage for Hail of Thorns. Ooh. 
Sorry, I'm like starting to actually use spells, so I'm still kind of slowly figuring out how to remember all of these details. That's, level 10 is, you know, that beginning <laughs> of, you know, figuring out all the cool things you can do. Oh, uh, well, that was 11 on damage. For the Hail of Thorns. Sweet. Now go ahead and take your second attack with advantage, so roll 2d20. Take the higher of the two rolls. Uh... Wait, I'm sorry, roll... Remember, with advantage, you roll 2d20s, take the and they take the higher of the two rolls. Uh, so the higher was uh, 20. Oh, uh, no, wait, the 19. Is that with your attack modifier bonus for your crossbow? Uh, uh, actually, so no, so that's plus 9, so that's uh, uh, 28. So 28 will hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. I know we took a prolonged break. It always takes a while to get back into it. <laughs> Sorry, okay, this one's an eight. Okay. And that will finish your turn. Now take it to the top of the fourth round. Winter, you are up with Spot on deck. And Winter, you are currently over here in the corner. And the creature has shifted in front of the obsidian gate. Okay. This might be a smidge risky. I've been trying to like formulate this. Um, is there any, how far is uh, me from like the top of that ledge? Like directly above you? Uh, no, like right there by the dragon space, right there. So right up here? Um. I mean, you're a good 65 feet away from it. Um, am I able to use, am I able to like get right there? Like move? I, right there? what's your movement? Uh, they can see the 30 or 35 feet. I forget. Thirty feet. Ah. 30 feet. So you, you could move 30. Uh, do you have Misty Step? Because yep. you're Ellen Drill? I do, actually. Step. And that's yeah, a bonus action for you, I believe, correct? Yeah. So you could move 30 to the it. ledge, like right below it, and then bonus action okay. Misty Step up to it. I wouldn't do that. Okay. So that'll put you right there up on the ledge as watches winter goes running out of the shadows of the edge of the tree line gets right to a point and then poof, she's gone and then poof, she just kind of appears up above on the ledge so you still have your action i'm gonna regret that later but um <laughs> <laughs> um I would like to aim for like the center of his head. Certainly try. <laughs> Go ahead and give me two attacks. Don't you get a bonus for being above him? Yeah, you do get advantage because ah. you are above him. Oh, okay. Um, the first one is a 13. <laughs> Did you... Uh, did you roll a what? second dice? Um. Because you have advantage, so you roll two d twenty. 
and take the higher of the two. Oh, okay. So that was the first roll. The second one is a 28. Okay, second one will hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. It's a six. All right, go ahead and take your second attack with advantage. The first one is 30, so I'm just going to keep that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Whoa. wait, roll again and see if you crit. <laughs> yeah, just roll yeah. again in case you get a natural 20. <laughs> 19. Oh, okay, so second shot will hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. It's an eight. Eight points. All right. With that, as you... <laughs> Uh, you guys watch as two arrow shots stick one in its neck and like one over on the other side of its neck. <laughs> the creature just kind of like sees where winter had ended up and you watch as it takes a great intake of breath and as a reaction it is going to expend four of its remaining legendary actions and automatically recharge its breath. Um uh, Winter, go ahead and give me a con save, please. Alright. What do I roll for that? I'm sorry. Uh, D20, so you should have your saving modifiers near the top of your character sheet. I feel like it's like right here in my face. Oh, damn. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Should be in the top left-hand corner, right, Earthen? Yeah, yeah. If it's on your laptop, top left-hand corner. Okay, and I'm looking forward to say save or. It just says con. It, it's like there's a little box of saving and throws. It's got all six of your things in them, and it's the oh, con. Okay. Yeah. Like, that is okay. <laughs> it's a nine. A nine. Oh, that was a check, not a saving throw. Hang on, that was a check. It's uh, it's not those top four, six boxes. There's one box with all six things in it. Winter, you have a plus six to your con save. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, so roll a d20 and add a six to it. Thank you. Seventeen. Seventeen. That is unfortunately not going to save. That just barely misses. Um, say that again. Am I allowed to use uh, what is it? Lucky. Yeah. 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 If you want to use a lucky feat to re-roll it, go for it. Here. Uh, have you used your um, your inspiration from your frittata? You also have that. You have a plus eight. Had not. I well, that's a plus D eight. Yeah, plus D8. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. So if you want, instead of taking the lucky feet, you can roll a D8 and add it to the 17. Okay. Gotcha. Essentially, we all got two of those. I've used one, uh, Puck's used one, and I think you used one now. So, yeah. It's a 19. That's exactly what you needed. So that was DC. Uh, take half of 71 points of necrotic damage. So that's going to be 35 points of necrotic damage. 
Ouch. As you are just washed in the necrotic, acidic goo of its breath weapon. That'll finish his reaction to that spot. You are up with the creature on deck. Hey, before I go charging in there, are are there any effects on him right now? Like, is the, uh, what is it, the wind wall or uh, a beam? Like, anything that's going to prevent me, that's going to make it a bad idea to charge directly at him? Um, There is a small cylindrical moonbeam on him, but you could avoid it. Okay, cool. So, the next question I have... Roll a d6 to recharge, see if you recharge your breath weapon. Yep. Will do. Uh, I did have another question just because I don't typically have these for. Um, I got a four, so it did not. Okay. Five or six. But um, so I know I have my attack. Uh, but uh, how do how does spells work in this? Because I really only have one. So can I do an attack and use one of my spells as a multi, as a uh, bonus action, or how does this work? Because I'm no What's, longer. What spell are you referring to? Uh, my guy has. Let me pull it up. Um, I have Bane. No. The dragon has Bane? No. If, if I'm reading it right, because I have, I have the thing pulled up, and it's Red Dragon Spellcasting, and mm-hmm. it's oh. spells known. I have Bane, Heat Metal, Hypnotic Pattern, and Suggestion. You're yeah, if young, you cast, young, you cast this. Dragon. What, what was that? It's a young red dragon, not a full red dragon. It says young on there. Um, okay. So, yeah, yeah um, they do have some innate spellcasting. Um, yeah. But that, t- so spellcasting always takes an action. Always. Uh-huh. All right, and do I only have like the one attack? That's my next question. Uh, no, so you have your action for yeah. normal, right? Yeah. As an action, you could either multi-attack or, or cast a spell. Gotcha. All right. Um, how far away from him am I right now? Um, I would say he's about thirty-five feet from you. All right, I'm gonna I'm going to try to fly up. Uh, and get behind him, maybe 25 feet up and to the rear, like uh, avoiding uh, Moonbeam and all that around him. I want to be within 25 or so feet of him. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and cast Bane on him. All right. And what's the save for that? Uh, 16. Uh, With wisdom? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's charisma. Let me pull the thing up here. Yeah, it's a charisma save. He only got lucky on that charisma with banishment because he had legendary resistance that he used for it. Uh, that's a 12 plus 1, or sorry, 12 plus 3 is a 15. All right. So my spell DC is 16, so he fails. Okay. Um, he's currently baned. All right. Cool. So basically, anytime he uh, rolls to attack or makes a, a saving throw, he subtracts 1d4. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to. I don't think I have anything to regain HP. But um, anybody's. Uh, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm doing. A, I'm not doing great, but I'm doing okay. I'm going to end my turn behind him because I can't. I don't think I have any bonus actions I can do. Okay. That'll finish your turn. It is now the creature's turn. Um. He's had enough of you. He is going to make sure he has it. He does. He can only use this once per seven days. So he's going to use Zahar's will on you. Um, I need you to make a wisdom save, please. Are you who? All of us? Him? Uh, no, Spot. Okay. So, it's, okay, so it's a plus four. All right. Uh, that is a 17. 17. That will fail. 
You guys watch as the red dragon form turns into shadow. So until the beginning of the creature's next turn, you're merely a puff of shadow right now, Spot. <laughs> and are unable to do anything during your turn. That was his bonus action for that. He is now going to... Hmm. This is his bigger threat. <sighs> well, we're probably going to have to stop after his turn anyways and make this a two-part combat for next week. Um, so he is going to... He's going to hold his action. Until what? <laughs> <laughs> he is going to hold his action. I'm going to take a like note that. on that one. <laughs> and yeah. that is where we're going to stop tonight because I don't want to get too much further in. Because even though we guys started a little late, I do have another session that's going to start in about 10 minutes. So I want to make sure I give myself a little time with that. So uh, everybody else linger for a moment. We'll talk about next week. Other than that, thanks everybody for joining us for part one of this big boss. And in case you five are wondering, it is a boss fight today, or it is a milestone today. So it should be definitely interesting when we come back next week. So if, if we make it, <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too. Uh, so everyone, thank you for coming out. Um, uh, Gray and Lands will be coming up shortly. Other than that, uh, be kind, be safe and uh, play a game. We'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye.